Are you a current or future physician assistant wanting to learn more about finances? Then join me on this journey to become a PA the FI way. Hi, my name is Kat and I'm a practicing certified physician assistant who will be your host. It took me five years after I started practicing medicine as a PA to thoroughly dive into my personal finances after I discovered the concept of financial independence. I want to use what I have learned to help you avoid some of the financial mistakes that I have made while sharing some of the financial wins that I have had along the way. Join me as we discuss financial strategies to guide you to becoming a physician assistant on the way to financial independence. Welcome back, everyone, to the PA the FI Way podcast. I'm your host, Kat, and I want to thank you for joining me by taking a listen to the show today. Earlier this morning, I just flew back from the AAPA conference in Indianapolis. And for the show today, I would like to give a brief overview about the conference as well as share an exciting update about an alternative to recertifying as a PA. So the AAPA conference in Indianapolis was a ton of fun. I'm really glad that I went. Although I didn't know too many people very well ahead of time, I was able to connect with some PAs in my state PA society, as well as some PAs from the PA program that I went to, as well as being able to meet some PAs in person that I have followed on social media. So that was really fun as well. If you are a practicing PA or a PA student, I really encourage you to consider trying to go to an AAPA conference. Next year, the location is Nashville. And I think that it sounds like a really fun location. And I think that there may be more interest next year as well with the conference because it was rescheduled for that city to next year. So I think a lot of people would be looking forward to that. For the first night of the conference for the general session keynote speakers, AAPA had Jane Pauley interview Simone Biles and they talked about mental health and their journeys with mental health over the years too. So as a PA practicing in psych currently, I found that conversation very interesting and it was really cool to see both of those ladies up on stage. And then the next night, They had the AAPA president interview Haley Arsenault, who if you're not familiar with Haley's story, it's incredibly inspirational. She is a pediatric cancer survivor, and she actually now works at St. Jude, where she was treated. And then she was selected to go to space by SpaceX on the first all-civilian space mission. So she got to represent the PA profession with that as the medical officer on board. I don't know about you guys, but when I was younger, I always thought it'd be pretty cool to be an astronaut. So the fact that she's both a PA as well as an astronaut, I think is pretty interesting. And then later that night, a PA had an optional event that you could attend if you bought a ticket that raised money for the PA Foundation which part of their purpose is to provide scholarships to PAs. And I was a bit on the fence about going to this because I'm pretty introverted. And right before the session, some of the other PAs convinced me to get a ticket. And I'm really glad that I did because it was a ton of fun. 
And then Haley was there as well. So got to briefly meet her and grab a quick picture with her. So it was a pretty cool experience because I think that she's an incredible person and it was just really fun to see her speak and then meet her later in the evening as well. And then if you're not very familiar with AAPA conferences, throughout the day, there are different time periods that have CME presentations scheduled. And I think that this is a little bit of both a good and a bad thing, but every single block, there are a few different options to choose from. So part of it is good because you have choice, but at the same time, it can be challenging because there's often two different presentations that sound super interesting. So it can be kind of hard to decide which one to attend. However, they also include access to the handouts, the slides, so you can scroll through those if you aren't able to attend a presentation in person just to kind of see what you missed, so to speak. It sounds like they are also going to be putting the presentations on video to have access to later as well in the future as an option. They also have an exhibitor hall, which was open for some of the time, and that's where different representatives from different medication companies or medical devices different type of companies that can be complementary to the PA profession, such as malpractice companies or disability insurance, student loan companies, etc. are there. And you can talk to the representatives and ask them your different questions that you have. So I was able to meet some of them as well, and I'm hoping to have some of them join me on the podcast as well. Later in the evening would often go out to dinner and try different local places as well, which was a lot of fun. Honestly, though, one of the main things that I enjoy so much about these conferences is meeting new PAs and learning all about the amazing things that they're doing because many of them have their own business or they're in education and helping future PAs or current PAs with their challenges. So it's just really interesting to meet all those wonderful, amazing PAs out there. If you have any questions about attending an AAPA conference in the future, I'd be happy to attempt to answer some of them for you. You can connect with me on social media, or you can send me an email at kat, K-A-T, at pathefiway.com. So I would like to change gears a little bit and talk about an exciting alternative to recertifying as a PA that is called the Panry LA. And one of the CME presentations was actually about this. So I wanted to kind of share some of the information that I learned from the presentation as well as through NCCPA's website. I think it's actually kind of interesting and ironic because I graduated from PA school in 2014 and At that time, if I recall, I believe we were the first graduating class that had the opportunity to research in 10 years instead of the previous six-year method that PAs used to have to research every six years. And now it sounds like my class will also have the opportunity to be one of the first ones to have the option to take the Panry LA as an alternative to the Panry if we choose as individuals to do so. 
So I'm sure many of you know, but in order to become a practicing PA as a new grad, you take what is called the PANTS exam. And the PANTS is how you certify as a PA and earn that PA-C. We do research throughout our career. And the PAN-RE examination used to be pretty similar to the PANTS exam, where you would go to a testing center that is secure called Pearson, and it would take up to five hours to be tested. So the PANRI includes four hours of testing time, which averages one minute per question, 45 minutes of break time, and 15 minutes to review the tutorial. However, the PANRI LA focuses on a few different ways of assessing your knowledge. So instead of assessing your learning and things that you have learned, the PANRI LA assesses for learning. And instead of the PANRI assessing your knowledge as a point in time, when you're taking that test, it instead helps identify if you as a PA can identify and close the gaps in your knowledge so that you can meet the standard of testing. And the presenter during the CME presentation, Greg Thomas, who works for the NCCPA as a PA, shared that there's a bit of an analogy when it comes to the name. So he said that PAs have pointed out to him how LA is kind of like lawn acting. It stands for longitudinal assessments. So instead of being assessed at one point in time, the assessment is dragged out a bit, kind of like LA or lawn acting meds. So instead of being assessed at a point in time, over the course of 12 quarters or three years, if a PA chooses this option, then they will be required to participate in the exam questions a minimum of eight out of the 12 quarters. If you get a great passing score that you're happy with, right away in the first eight quarters, you don't have to take any more of the exam for the remaining four quarters or the remaining year. When you are taking those questions, there are 25 questions and you have five minutes per question. You also don't have to complete all 25 questions in one sitting, which is kind of nice. You could do a question here or there or a few questions here or there and then go back if you would like to. And because this type of recertification exam is assessing for your learning, you are able to use resources and material to look up things while you are taking the examination if you would like to. You are not supposed to discuss with others, though, however. If you have a quarter where you did not do well over the course of those 25 questions, keep in mind you have four quarters as somewhat of a buffer. So this type of test taking is a lot more flexible you very likely won't need to take time off of work to be able to complete these questions or be away from family members necessarily. At the same time, though, you probably need to be in a quiet setting by yourself. So maybe some of you with families might have to take a little bit of time stepping away from your kiddos or your spouse if they are distracting. Another very interesting thing about the Panry LA option is that 
if you take this type of recertification exam, it actually has been approved for Category 1 self-assessment CME credits by AAPA, which are valued with a little bit more weight. So you get a little bit of extra CME to add to the amount that you will need per two years as well. So if there are some PAs out there like myself that are thinking that you're going to have to recertify soon and you're sort of considering these couple of options, here's some more information about the next steps that you would need to take if you are considering this option for recertification. So NCCPA says that the application process will launch in July of 2022. They haven't narrowed down the exact date in July yet, but if you are wanting to do this option, you would apply then and It's open to the PAs that are due to recertify in 2024, 2025, and 2026. The exam then would launch in January of 2023. Once the application process opens in July of 2022, the deadline to apply and decide if you want to take the Panry LA as an option is November 30th of 2022. So keep that date in the back of your mind. Another interesting thing that was brought to my attention was if you recall how you're supposed to be able to have up to 12 quarters to test in eight of those quarters, well, those of us who are in our eighth year of practice coming up here would be getting a late start starting in January of 2023. So also the people who are due to research in 2025, in addition to us in 2024, instead of having to cram those quarters of testing in more so than some of our fellow PAs, NCCPA will be working with the individuals who choose this alternative to make sure that we have the full time frame to complete the Panry LA if necessary, meaning that we don't have to rush and take all eight quarters right away just to squeeze in in the nick of time, our certifications could be extended a little bit until the testing is completed, which I thought that was really nice to hear. Another FYI for you is that the fees for both the Panry and the Panry LA are the same. They're both $350. So we talked about when the application process opens coming up here soon in July. However, typically for the people who are not in that same cohort, This is the process of how you'd be able to apply and take the Panry LA. So usually in year six is when you would submit an application for Panry LA and you still continue to maintain your CME requirements every two years. And then years seven through nine, you would take the 25 questions per quarter. And again, you would need to have a good score in eight out of the 12 quarters And again, they score eight out of 12 quarters to determine a pass or fail decision. And you still, again, would keep your CME requirements up for every two years. And then year 10 is an open year, meaning that if you pass the Panry LA, you don't do anything in your final year. However, if needed, you can try to take the Panry instead up to three times. So I have heard kind of mixed feedback from PAs about which route they're thinking about taking, whether it's the Panry or the Panry LA. And I would say most of them are thinking about 
taking the Panry LA instead because it seems more flexible, less amount of intense pressure all at once, being able to utilize resources throughout the exam as well. However, I have had a few PAs that say that they don't want the process to research to be dragged out so long, right? If you're having to complete these 25 questions and you need to get a decent score and take them at least eight out of the 12 quarters, sometimes people might need all 12 to get a good score. Then it's almost that the testing process is being dragged out for three years, right? So some PAs are like, I would just rather study and refresh really hard and be really dedicated for a period of time and take the big stressful test, so to speak, all at once and just be done with it. So I really do see the benefits of both types of recertification examinations. I hope that you found the information in today's episode interesting and valuable in regards to both an overview of what AAPA conferences are like and my experience at the recent one that just ended this week as well as the alternative to the Panry called the Panry LA. I'm very interested to hear if you were at the AAPA conference, what were some of your favorite parts and your experience from it, and whether or not you're thinking about going to Nashville next year, whether or not you were there this year. And then also I'm really interested in hearing what your thoughts are about the Panry LA as an alternative option for recertification. Let me know your thoughts over on Instagram or through Facebook. You can find the links to those in the show notes or by sending me an email again at kat, K-A-T, at P-A-F-I-Way.com. I love hearing from the listeners and the community about what their thoughts are with these different topics and the thoughts on the podcast as well. So definitely reach out. And I also hope that you all have a wonderful upcoming Memorial Day weekend. They are able to observe the day for those who have passed away while serving in the military and be thankful for their service, as well as being able to spend a lot of quality time with your friends and your family this weekend too. And if any of you are in the military and veterans, thank you so much for your service as well. I'll see you back next week. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope that you decide to continue to join me along this journey of becoming a PA the FI way. Please take a moment to press the subscribe button on the platform that you are listening to this on, but more importantly, consider sharing with another current or future PA that could benefit from the information that we reviewed in this episode. Take care and have a great rest of your day. Until next time.